This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Chris Carlin, Joe Fortenbaugh. I'm on the East Coast at Parts Unknown. He is in Las Vegas looking just like he belongs with the gorgeous mountains and the strip in the background. He feels like he is back at home, clearly. How are you? It's the dream. Landed yep. at around 1.30 last night. Only got a couple hours of sleep. Spent the night trying to set up the TV shot here, get the radio shot, making sure we were good for today. It's a very exciting day at the M Resort and Spa in Henderson, Nevada. Your boy is home. He's very excited to be here. Little snow up in the mountains. Mm. Caught, me, uh, caught me off guard a little bit. Was kind of hoping to maybe work on the base tan a little bit. Doesn't seem like that will be part of the uh, equation this weekend. Well, unfortunately... For you, it is, I know, understandably, a quick trip, but nonetheless, you get that opportunity. And for me, that is a quick stop on the way out the door at the dice table. And the next thing you know, I am changing my flight reservations. (laughs) It's why Southwest is so popular in this town. (laughs) (laughs) We, as I said, are presented by Progressive Insurance, and we want you to be a part of the program at 888-SAY-ESPN. On the Carlin versus Joe Nation, Dr. Pepper call-in line. That's 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of Dr. Pepper, an ice-cold one at that, the one fans deserve. Joe, Gerard Mayo is going to be the Patriots' next head coach. Adam Schefter reported it this morning, along with Mike Reese, and I have to tell you, I don't understand this. I, I, I really think that the Patriots are putting the cart before the horse in a lot of different ways. And I'll just start here. They extended him last season, and they made a big announcement around the fact that Gerard Mayo is getting a contract extension. It's clear that he had the succession clause in his deal. And this pretty much undermined Bill Belichick in his final year, in my estimation, and the Patriots knew what they were doing all along. And this is somebody that has not been a head coach in the league and, frankly, you know, just came into the league in 2008 as a player. And here we are handing over the reins to this organization. I don't get where this is a great idea. It's a very interesting hire because we are enamored with splash hires. We want to see big names. And this cycle is filled with big names. Obviously, Belichick just hit the market, courtesy of New England, so he wouldn't be a candidate there. But Jim Harbaugh is a name a lot of people are throwing around. Pete Carroll's name is being thrown around. Mike Vrabel's name is being thrown around. In college, Saban retires, and we got all the big names being thrown around. So when this is thrown at you, You think to yourself, all right, something might be wrong here. Something might be off. It's not as if this was an impulse hire. All right, let's go through the details like you laid out. He got the extension. It's very clear that New England knew which direction they were going to go at the end of the season. We didn't hear about them hiring four or five guys, right? right? Bill yesterday had the press conference with Mr. Kraft. He stepped down. They all said a lot of nice words. And boom, today Gerard Mayo's in the door. Now, on one hand, Five years of coaching experience in the NFL, all as a linebackers coach. Um, Not working as a coordinator is a little interesting because normally that's what we see. A guy becomes a coordinator and works his way up. So that's a bit, a bit, I'm not going to say alarming, but you know, it's, it's worth noting. But then on the other side, you know, it doesn't have to be a splash hire to succeed. 
right? Kansas City hits on the splash hire with Andy Reid, but was Kyle Shanahan the splash hire in San Francisco? When John Harbaugh got hired in Baltimore, was that a splash hire? You know, a lot of times it's just a, it's, it's an, a process that takes place behind the scenes that they're far more familiar with than we are. The hires made, and then you say, hmm, this actually worked out pretty well. Mike Tomlin's a perfect example of that in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Listen. You I, still don't like the, it, though. No, I don't. And the, the Tomlin thing... I, I understood at the time because if you remember, like he got the job because he went in and he wowed them in that interview. Like yes. he was not a leading candidate right away. This is somebody that came in and was the linebackers coach, as you said, and um, certainly understands the organization. But what are we doing here? Are you tearing this whole thing down and you're going to let Gerard Mayo come in and grow into the job over the next few years? Well, that would run in direct opposition to what Robert Kraft did last year at the end of the year when he is sending out a letter to the fans saying all of this losing is unacceptable. Like, we we have to get back to being in the postseason. Well, how is Gerard Mayo right now putting you back closer to the postseason? Is it just because he's going to relate to younger players? Or do you just not have the right personnel in place? And that's on Bill. Don't get me wrong. Like on offense, you, you're not, you're not good. You're not good in any way. So is Mayo all of a sudden going to make Mac Jones a much better quarterback? No. I I would rather have somebody like Vrabel come in and set a culture. It's a lot harder to set a culture when you're a guy like Mayo's a younger guy is going to come in and yeah he can do it, but. He's been there, and he's going to completely change everything that has gone on, and this younger guy has this credibility right away? I don't know that I see that. Well, what do we highlight as the key issues in New England right now? Do we see a their cultural issue? Offense. Let's start with their entire okay. offense. So there's, there's, there are personnel problems, yes, but are there, are there cultural issues? Because it's clear that with Bill stepping down, Vrabel's name has been thrown around a bit, former mm-hmm. Patriot, and then they hired Gerard Mayo, former Patriot. It doesn't really seem as if Robert Kraft was all that interested in going outside of anything he's seen over the last 20-plus years. He likes the Patriot way. And while this may be a slight deviation from the Patriot way, it's not a full-on, hey, we're going to bring in Pete Carroll, or hey, we're going to bring in Jim Harbaugh because we want to reset this thing and start a new era. Patriots 2.0, right? That's not what they're doing. They seem to be clinging to a little bit of what got them so much success in the last couple decades. I want to hear from Mike Reese on this. Uh, Of course, covers the Patriots for ESPN NFL Nation on the fact that uh, Vrabel here was apparently never really a big factor. If something had happened from the time that they put in Gerard Mayo's contract last January, February, or last offseason, whenever they consummated their contract extension with Gerard Mayo, if something had happened from that time to us speaking right now, absolutely. Mike Rabel, to me, would have been a top candidate for them. But they were pretty committed and determined that they knew they wanted Gerard Mayo as their next coach. So Rabel's uh, sudden availability from talking to people around the organization, Michelle, it didn't move them off the spot one bit from Gerard Mayo. He was on on Sportsmanlike this morning uh, with the crew. And look... So they love this guy. Apparently. That's what it sounds like, right? That's what it sounds like. But let's look at one other thing, Joe. Who's the GM? You're going you're gonna to now hire the coach first and then the GM? 
and now we're going to try to align all of that? Like, it, it seems very counterintuitive to me when you're going to do that. And and the other thing I read into there with Vrabel, I mean, you read about kind of how things went sour in Tennessee, and it feels like Vrabel, uh, it's a communication thing, and Mike is not a big communicator. And if that's what went wrong with a new GM last year, like, to me, that's that's setting you up to fail immediately when you – don't have guys who are immediately aligned with what you're doing. And that's good points. Like. I think the general manager point is an excellent point. How's that going to work? How, what, what, how much control is Mayo going to have given the fact that he doesn't really have a whole lot of experience, if any, in personnel or front office dealings, right? Yeah. So, I mean, you want to put all that on the plate of what is now the youngest head coach in the league. He's 37. He's younger than McVay by not much. But that yeah. makes him the youngest coach in the NFL. You'd feel like you'd want to build a good team around him, guys that can handle the salary cap, can handle personnel evaluations, can handle all the machinations that go on behind the scenes so you can focus on culture, so that you can focus on building a winner, right? I also find it curious that even if you like Mayo, you didn't want to interview anyone else. Yeah. Because one of the little secrets of the interview process is that you bring in four or five guys and you basically depose them over the course of a couple days and it's a free consult. Like, you're going to get a brilliant mind to come in, sit down, tell you everything he thinks is wrong with your team, tell you the adjustments he would make, and that's all free. You're obviously paying for his flight in his hotel room, but think about the idea of getting Pete Carroll or Mike Vrabel to come in, tell you everything they would do the organization, and then you can still go with Mayo, but at least you get the free consultation out of it. Yeah. Uh, the fact is, they decided last year or whenever that this is the guy, and it's, it's happening. And whether that was going to be this season or not, uh, eventually it was happening, and that's what I don't understand. Why not present yourself with as many options? I understand that you feel like you got enough information on Mayo behind the scenes there. But, Joe, isn't – like, if Belichick wasn't fully on board with that whole situation, which if you read Mike Reese's column today uh, on ESPN.com, and I highly suggest that you do, it doesn't exactly sound like Bill was all about uh, making – kind of elevating an assistant like this like they did last year to make that big announcement. Because that's a little undermining, isn't it? Aren't you setting up Bill to fail this year? Well, I don't know about setting him up to fail because Kraft does want to win, but you are making sure your ducks are in a row that if Bill can't figure it out in year three post-Brady, you know who the guy is that's going to be taking over. I mean, they wasted no time here. It is very clear that they love this guy. And if they're in love with Gerard Mayo as the next head coach of the New England Patriots, this is like the worst thing ever to say on Sports Talk Radio. I'll sit back and give it time. I don't necessarily have a big opinion on it just yet because what do I know, right? What do I know about him as a coach? I've seen limited coaching, but I've seen younger guys who get jobs that people think, ah, this will never. Like when the Eagles hired Sirianni, that looked like it was going to be a disaster because they weren't even expected to fire Peterson. And when they fired Peterson, it was so late in the cycle that when they jumped in, so many of the other guys that were candidates had already signed elsewhere. Sirianni was their guy. And then two years later, they're in the Super Bowl. We can say what we want now, but he's done a pretty good job. So it's always important to just reserve some reservation here in these instances. I understand that, but I'm not interested in it. (laughs) (laughs) Not not for me. Not for me. Why would I possibly want to have perspective and give this time? No, 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 no. Here's why. 
Joe, this was a huge mistake for the Patriots if the owner was being truthful for the fans, that we want to go and win right now, and this is not acceptable. Okay, give me the guy who I know has won before in Vrabel and understands how to do it. But no, I'm going to throw a wild card at you. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I don't know if you know this. Playoffs start this weekend. Yes. You'll be more excited about that. You, you, I mean, are, are you in a place right now where you are going to get a lot of action taken care of in person just for the sake of being in person out there? Is that how this is going to work? I may dabble a little bit while I'm here. Dabble. I may dabble. Okay. I walked by a craps table this morning. I looked at it. I acknowledged it. Told it I'd be back. Hey, craps table. You miss me? <laughs> Daddy's You'll be home. seeing me later, pal. Yep. Daddy's coming home. <laughs> He's coming to pick up his coin. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. We've got winners in pizza money all day. My boy, very quietly, very minimal, uh, very small heater going on right now hmm? that could expand into something bigger. But in moments, we get into the Dolphins Chiefs and the fact that it's going to be minus 30 wind chill factor. But what's the bigger problem for the Dolphins? Injuries? Not beating good teams? Weather? We answer that question in moments on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors... You're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Carlin versus Joe. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. I mean, the fact that I'm going back to the NFL here, just disastrous considering the NBA has been so good to us. But alas, we persevere on this program. 1-0 yesterday, up one unit. Overall, 120, 133, and two. We're down 23 units. We're going to try to bring this thing back. Kansas City, Miami, we're going to play the under 43 and a half total points. All right? Very cold temperatures. That favors the defense over the offense. Miami's offense in big games this year, averaging about 20 points per game. And they've fallen off a cliff since week 14. A lot of injuries, a lot of problems. 
on the road, hostile environment. I don't expect much there. Kansas City's offense, not what we remember from last year, three years ago, or five years ago. Wide receivers can't catch passes. Explosive plays are down. Kansas City, Miami, pizza money number one. We're going under 43 and a half total points. The Dolphins and Chiefs in Kansas City with the temperature should be around zero. Minus nine degrees is what we're looking Woo! at Saturday night. Literally going to have to battle the elements. It's going to be brick. Everyone talks about the bad. It's going to be a primetime game at Arrowhead. I just got goosebumps right now. Them goosebumps going to freeze. Mike McDaniels, it's going to be cold as hell. Miami has lost 10 straight games in sub-40 degree temps at kickoff. That is the longest active streak. I don't really care what goes on out here. We're not having a snowball fight. <laughs> I'll tell you what. The Dolphins, they are walking into a nightmare. It is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. The Dolphins have injuries all over the place. Joseph, I am looking at their final injury report and it looks like a roster not an injury report uh, as i look at it no Xavier howard this week javon holland is questionable raheem moster jalen waddle all questionable we don't know who's going we don't know who's not going and the dolphins haven't beaten anybody good joe i give miami a 14.1 percent chance of winning this game <laughs> that is what the number is take it or leave it win or lose Dear God, lock in the Kansas City Chiefs right now. I don't care how bad the season has been. The Dolphins have lost 10 straight games when the temperature's under 40 degrees. And if we think it was cold last year in Buffalo, Joe, you told me this earlier. First question, 27 degrees. Minus 30 wind chill? Good luck with this. Good yeah, tw- 27 last year. Yeah. 27 last year in that game in Buffalo. Although they played pretty well with Skylar Thompson at quarterback. That they surprised did. some people. Myself notably, <laughs> I laid it with the Bills. I got, I got, I got bit on that one. Mm. Um, I remember exactly where I was. Flag football game, <laughs> tracking scores while trying to semi coach a team. Um, all right. That being said, think about where we are with this matchup, and think about how many problems Miami has to have for us to spend the entire week not once mentioning any of Kansas City's problems. Yeah. We haven't talked negatively about Kansas City all week. This game has been all about two things, the weather and all of Miami's issues. At no point have we addressed the fact that Miami's scoring is down. Miami's got problems, or excuse me, Kansas City's scoring is down. Kansas City's got problems at wide receiver. Kansas City's been dealing with issues at the running back position if they can't get Pacheco going. Defensively, there have been some good moments, but there have also been some questionable moments. We watched them lose at home at Arrowhead on Christmas to the Raiders. They never lose at Arrowhead to the Raiders, and they did this year. And yet, we mentioned none of that going into this game because of the situation in Miami. Is there any chance we're all just walking into the old rope-a-dope here? I guess 14.1%. You already really answered that question, and you answered it quite specifically. 14.1%. I'm just trying to figure out like how Miami looks even competent here. Like this is the game where if Tua wants to get paid and you want to be one of those legitimate MVP candidates, not one of the Fugazi MVP candidates that we had earlier this year where he kept saying, eh, Tua's top three. Mm. No one saw it, but we kept putting him up there in the top three. That's no longer the case. A guy like him has to figure out a way to go make plays this weekend. Like you have to put that team on your back because they're down. You're the quarterback. 
It's the playoffs. You're not a rookie. You got to be the guy that steps up this weekend. I put the dope in rope dope okay? Look, 14.1%, I think I'm being generous there. And with Tua, he led the league in passing this season, and yet I do not care in passing yards. I, I don't care in the least about that. It's a glamour stat. It's like biceps and pecs. It's glamour. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I've been saying for 30 years. All that's glamour. <laughs> it means nothing. Joe, Look, honey, I'm not going to the gym to work on the glamour muscles, okay? I got a radio show to do. Exactly. You know, all that is just eye candy. It's not substance. It's not substance <laughs> in the least. Here's my uh, other issue here. Like, you brought it up. Nobody's really talking about this. I'm going to drop a little nugget on you right here. A little knowledge, a little knowledge right here. All right. Playoff teams this year against them. The Dolphins are one and five. No big surprise there, right? Yeah. Kansas City's one and four. Yeah. Against playoff teams. So that is the only thing that would truly give me hope, that the that the ineptitude of the Kansas City receivers is going to overwhelm the Dolphins having this deck stacked in. T- I have heard men- they get ready to go, they get out there on the field, and you're a defensive player, and you try to make that first tackle and you get that contact, and it's like, oh, hell no. <laughs> Time to go home. And I have a feeling that's what we might see from the Dolphins tomorrow night. Oh, the old uh, one, two, three Cancun? Yeah. Like, I, just because the, the elements are so bad in that contact. Uh, listen, Pacheco practiced all week fully. Can you imagine trying to tackle that dude? No, I, I, I knew where Come you on. were going there. And as soon as you started that sentence, I just, I got a shiver down my spine. Exactly. I'm looking out at the desert. I got the sun in my eyes today. I'm like, nope, not interested in even thinking about tackling Isaiah Pacheco in those temperatures. No, no. I, I just, I mean, while you're out there, I may just wire you a bunch of cash to just get it done. Give me the I mean, this, I got I to gotta tell you, for the way we're laying all this out, I'm, I'm not laying the points with Kansas City. I'm not laying the points. Wow. It, it opened around three. It got bet up to four. It's up to four and a half. Very little faith in Miami in the betting market. I know a couple guys here in town who are playing the Dolphins. It's not overwhelming, right? But I can't play Kansas City. When you, when you throw old mother nature into the mix like this, and we're not talking a little rain or temps in the low 30s, like we're talking about frigid temperatures. When you start talking about really high winds, blizzards, sub-zero temps, Crazy things can happen, man. Crazy things can happen. And I'm not calling for a Dolphin win. I have no idea how it's going to play out from a side perspective. Like I said, I think it's a lower-scoring game. But this is the Tua game for Miami. Like, when we're talking about guys moving forward and whether or not you're going to give guys the bag, whether or not they're going to be franchise quarterbacks, he doesn't need to win this game. He can't look incompetent in this game. You have got to go out there. You got injuries on offense. You got injuries on defense. This is where you show your value. This is where you show everyone you're not a system quarterback and you're not good because of the coach and because of the wide receivers and everyone else. You're good because of you. He's been looking for that respect for a long time. This is how you go out and earn that. Mike McCarthy sitting firmly on the hot seat with the Cowboys in the playoffs. We shall get into whether or not he's coaching for his job. In moments after I tell you about this, 
from our friends over at Granger, Joseph. And for the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers, thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. The Cowboys, they're going to welcome the Packers to Dallas on Sunday, a place where they have yet to lose. They are a completely different team when they're playing in the comfy confines of Jerry's world. We know how good they are at home. They don't lose at home. That's all there is to it. They don't lose at home. It's going to be the big game for McCarthy's job. He loses this game, mind you. He loses the job. And there's all the more pressure on him now that Bill Belichick is available, for sure. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Now, Joseph, um, this was as of Wednesday morning, so I'll, I'll rely on you to get us to where we are right now. But this is just a stat relating to Dak Prescott, okay? As of Wednesday, the Cowboys were 7.5-point favorites against the Packers, according to ESPN Bet. Dak is 21-2 and two outright as a home favorite of at least seven points in his career, 15-7-1 against the spread in those 23 games. This would be the first time in his playoff career he is a seven-point favorite. Okay, so there's a lot of good stuff there. I mean, the Cowboys have shown us, under Prescott and McCarthy the last few years, 12 wins in exactly 12 wins in each of the last three years. They're going to blow some teams out. They are very good at beating up on bad teams. The problem has always been the same thing. When McCarthy is up against a very good head coach, he gets outcoached. Yeah. That's the problem. He's got a talent edge in almost every game he goes into. He's got the talent edge. He's got talent for days. It's just when the talent is even 
or his team might have a little bit less talent, he's not able to outcoach the guy on the other side. And that's always been the problem. So what we saw from a Vegas perspective this week was very interesting. Cowboys is about a seven and a half point favorite most of the week. That's important because seven is a very key number in sports betting. Three is the most important in football betting. Seven is right there. By the way, just to, it is right now, I just looked at ESPN bet. It is seven. And that is the importance. That is what we're talking about here. Yep. Sharp money on the Green Bay Packers at a price of seven and a half. That came in a couple, it started a couple days ago and it has moved it to seven. And now we're going to see if anything happens from there. So you do see some professional money backing the Packers here. I don't see that. I don't see that this week. I think this is a game that Dallas should go in, handle their business, and look pretty good in the process. Green Bay is young. Green Bay is inexperienced. Green Bay is on the road. It's going to be a hostile environment in the playoffs. Dallas performed very well on the road at Tampa last year. That was an inferior Bucks team, and they hammered them. And they should put the hammer down on Green Bay as well. Not calling for a blowout, but this shouldn't be a game that comes down to a wire. It's certainly not a game they should lose. Remember something. The Packers may have looked good the last couple weeks. You don't have to go far to find them laying an egg. That what was it, that Monday night game in New York against the Giants and Tommy DeVito. Huge game for their playoff hopes. They went there and they got cracked in that game. It's still that team. Great season for the Packers, Carlin. They're moving in the right direction. I don't know if they have the firepower to stay in this game. Mike McCarthy should have a game plan that rolls right through these guys. Uh, you would think so. And... I, I don't know defensively, and I've said this all week, how the Packers can remotely match up here. This should be a game where Dak and the Cowboys offense puts up 35 to 38. Is that a fair number? I think 28-plus 20, is is on the horizon. We should be yeah. looking at the Dallas team total here. Maybe that's a little action. I'll dig that up while the big man speaks. Okay, because to me, defensively, they don't have nearly enough with the way they've played this year. And that's silly when you look at some of the talent that they have defensively. Quay Walker, I mean, Devontae Wyatt, these are really good players. And they may be in a position right now where they are not quite good enough. But if I'm Dak, I'm licking my chops against a defense that just hasn't gotten it done this year. And I, I think the Cowboys are going to have an awful lot of success offensively. And that means that I need Jordan Love to go out there and win a shootout. I think he can put up a good amount of points against the Cowboys' defense, but this to me looks like a, a 38-28 type game. It, it feels like a game where there's going to be a good amount of points, but the Cowboys are still going to be good enough at home where they just don't lose, as you heard me say a few minutes ago. And... Uh, I tell you, when I look at Dak, like, what are you going to try to do if you're the Packers? You're going to try to pressure him? According to next-gen stats, there, there's basically not many quarterbacks, in fact, really none, that are better than Dak when he is under pressure. This season, nine touchdowns, one pick, and a passer rating of 107 when he's Jeez. under pressure. I mean, He's been on. really good this year. He really has. He's been really, really good, Joe. So if you're Green Bay, I think what the game plan here would be is try to keep him off the field, right? You're going to want to try to run the ball if you're the Packers. We've seen teams run all over Dallas, right? Look at that matchup against Buffalo. Josh Allen didn't need to do a whole lot. Weather was an issue in that game, but that was the James Cook game. 
They were able to run all over them. Miami was able to run on Dallas. This has been a big problem for Dallas all season long. San Francisco ran all over them. So if you're Matt LaFleur, you're looking at those games and you're thinking to yourself, our best chance for success, run the football, keep Prescott and the Cowboys on the sideline, bring the play clock down as far as we can, and let's tighten this game up. Let's keep it as tight as we possibly can. Kind of like what Michigan was doing with Washington, right? You don't want Michael Penix out there for 80-plus plays having all these opportunities. You want to run the ball, and you want to keep him on the sideline. That's got to be the plan. The problem is that plan goes out the window if you fall down two scores. Dallas this season, number one in the NFL in first-half scoring. This season at home, they're scoring 22 points per game in the first half. There are a bunch of teams in the NFL that aren't scoring 22 points per game. And the Cowboys are scoring that in the first half at home. Green Bay, meanwhile, 21st in first half scoring. They, they break late. And that could be a problem because when you're on the road and you want to run the ball, you're not going to be able to go down 20 to 10 in the third quarter and stick to that game plan. You're yeah. going to need to start airing it out. And that will play into what Dan Quinn and the Dallas defense wants to see. Carla versus Joe, presented by Progressive Insurance, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776 is the Carlin versus Joe Nation, Dr. Pepper call in line. We're going to get some calls in today on all these different games, including the Cowboys, and if in fact an upset is on the table. And the one thing that I'm fascinated by here, and I use that word too much, the one thing that I'm really interested in, fascinated, eh, maybe a stretch, if this game is tight late, are the Cowboys going to tighten up themselves? Oh, of course. You saw it in the Detroit game. Like a monkey fist. They could have blown out Detroit, but CeeDee Lamb fumbled through the goal line. Remember that? Like, there were yeah. all these plays that just broke the wrong way, and before you knew it, you were in a dogfight late in the game. By the way, Dallas team total, 29.5 points. Is the big fella going over? Is the number two big for you? I'm asking you. You're the one that likes it. I can get behind I'm, it. I, I'm very comfortable going over that. Not even a hesitation. I love it. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's accurate, but... uh, Yeah. Doesn't mean it's going to win. We're just very confident betting it. (laughs) Absolutely. Daddy's coming home. I don't know if you know this. Half-weighing it, sports talk radio and betting, not the way to go. (laughs) Not the way to go. Doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. Actually, it does matter if you're right in betting. But in this... (laughs) Where are the guardrails here? Nope. The big fella can drive this car all over the road. (laughs) Doesn't matter. We might go off a cliff. You never know. Carla versus Joe ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We've got all kinds of betting nuggets. Joe's got all kinds of pizza money for you all day long. And then, of course, there's the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge. We're already the regular season champs. And now they're going to try to throw this up in front of us, the playoffs, as if that's something that they could count on to be able to knock us off our perch. I might abstain. We should abstain. We should. Out of principle. I mean, for Pete's sake, we rested our starters last week, and our bench went 3-0 and with Handman and Evan. They did, they did a remarkable job. That's they incredible did. when the starters rest and the backups come in and pitch a shutout. Well, find out next what's coming your way. And listen, if you're interested in winning, I'd advise that you listen. Carlin versus Joey, ESPN Radio. Is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. 
based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu. This is the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. I tell you, coaching in the NFL, coaching in college, it is not slowing down right now whatsoever. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80 on your smart speaker as well. Guess what? We've been doing it all week. We got more of it now. Carlin versus Joe, breaking news. Pete Thamel reporting just moments ago that Mike Norvell staying at Florida State, new eight-year contract worth $10 million per, so eight for 80. So he is not going to Alabama. We know that Dan Lanning is not going to Alabama based off what we saw uh, yesterday from his video that he issued saying he's staying at Oregon. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian is not going. Then there's this one thing from this morning. Kalen DeBoer was supposed to do his normal radio hit on KJR in Seattle, and he missed it. And the team put out this or not the team, excuse me, the radio station put out this statement. Husky fans, we know you're looking forward to a visit with Coach DeBoer this morning. Please understand that Coach DeBoer and UW Athletics are continuing to work toward a future we can all be excited about. So that makes it sound to me like DeBoer's working on a contract extension and they don't want to talk before they iron out those details because he was supposedly in a morning in a meeting with the Washington AD. All of this to say, Joe, who the hell is going to be the next head coach in Alabama? Suddenly doesn't seem all that appealing of a job, right? Like we yeah. threw all these key names out there and so far they've all stayed. Norvell was one of the top candidates. He's staying. Lanning was supposedly the top candidate. He's staying. Steve Sarkeesian at Texas announced today he's staying. Kalen DeBoer, if he's going to stay at Washington, he's going to get the bag. And by the way, awful move by Washington waiting this long to get the deal done. Because like two months ago, they were talking about getting an extension done. And all they did was let that guy go all the way to the national championship game at the exact same time Nick Saban stepped down at <laughs> Alabama. Like couldn't have played it worse if you're Washington. But that's for them to figure out. If they bring him back, good on them. But then who's next up? You know Lane Kiffin wants the job, but Alabama's not going to go in that direction. I, Dabo I, wants the job, <laughs> most likely, but it doesn't seem like he's getting it because he's not been, he hasn't been linked to it a whole lot over the last few days. So it's one thing to take over for Belichick because the last three years in New England have been a problem, but Saban's going out, I mean, not at the absolute top, but he's won 11 or more games in like 10 straight years or yeah, something crazy. Think about this for a second, okay? Here's the most amazing statistic for me about the Saban uh, tenure at Alabama. If you were a player for Nick Saban at Alabama and you were there for four years, you won a national championship. Yeah. <laughs> Think about that for a That's second. That's how often they got it done. Yes. If he was 11-1 and one in SEC championship games. Yep. 11-1 in SEC championship games. The SEC, by far and away the best conference, the one we always give all the credit to. Oh, wow. So uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say the next head coach of Alabama, Tommy Reese. Tommy, oh, Tommy Reese gets the promotion. No, I don't, I don't know. Man. I mean, I, it's all lining up James Franklin. <laughs> all of a sudden you are, and by the way, 
Joe, very under the radar, praying that happens. Yeah, I mean, absolutely yeah. praying. I mean, I'm I'm good with those nine and three seasons. At, I'm good. I, it's he's done. A, he does a nice job recruiting, and they just brought in a ton of dudes from the transfer portal. But he's a great recruiter in terms of a coach. I don't know, man, because those big games we don't win. But we got a lot of other stuff we got on our plates right now, other than worrying about James Franklin. That's right, we do. This is a challenge. Challenge. This is ESPN Radio's Pick'em Challenge. Again, we won the regular season, ran away with it, had it clinched before Week 18 even rolled around. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. So, you know what? If they're going to throw more roadblocks in front of us, let's go ahead and knock them over and get right to it. Bring them on. Texans. Browns-Texans, game number one, Joseph. Where are we here with the thought process on this game? Are we? What are we doing with the spreads? Do we have the numbers, Handman? I'm going to give it to you right now. Okay. Uh, and look it up for just a moment, and you are going to take your time. time. You don't take need your time. to. It is uh, right now on ESPN Bet. The Browns minus one and a half. Okay. Yeah, but just for the pick I believe we're all using these numbers, even if the line moves. But that's yeah. good context there. So what are the what are the pick numbers? Oh, here we go. Two and a half. Browns two and a half. Okay. Yeah. So I like Houston here. Um, if you go back three weeks ago, these two played in Houston. Cleveland came in. They were a three-point favorite. They won that game. Three-point favorite. Mm-hmm. There was no C.J. Stroud. Now there is C.J. Stroud, and it's two and a half. You're telling me that C.J. Stroud is worth half a point to the spread? I'm not buying it. I see value in the Texans. Cleveland's defense, not as good, not nearly as good at, on the road as they are at home, and they're very banged up right now. I like the Texans here. And here's how bad and how different they are on the road than they are from home. At home, they're giving up a league-best 13.9 points per game. On the road, 29.6. Yeah, we are rolling with the Houston Texans. Dolphins at Chiefs. Uh, and listen, I know that you are uh, against this because you feel like four and a half is too big of a number. Kansas City favored by that at home. I'm on the Chiefs right now. Where do you stand with the Dolphins? You I'll the side with you. I just I don't like this. I don't like the spread. I'm not uh, like yeah. running to bet the Chiefs, but I absolutely know I'm not taking the Dolphins. So if you like the Chiefs, I'll get behind that. I love the Chiefs, and uh, I understand that they've gotten bet up to four and a half. I just I don't see how the Dolphins, as injured as they are, the fact that they haven't beaten a great team on the road, their offense is, you know, against that defense in those conditions. I don't trust it at all. That Kansas City defense, Joe, we can't forget. It's very, very good. I'm sorry. I am rolling here with the Chiefs. You on board? Yeah, I'm with you. Let's do it. All right. Packers at Cowboys. Cowboys seven-point favorites at home against the Packers. Who you got? Now that it's down at seven, I'd be inclined to take Dallas here. Uh, We'll get to some of this pizza money later, but some people might not be listening, so I'll throw this out there. I really like Dallas in the first half of this game to just jump all over Green Bay. Young team, inexperienced team. I've watched them play poorly against poor competition. The Giants a few weeks ago, they were not impressive against the Bears in a must-win situation over the weekend. Here's Dallas at home. I know it's the playoffs. I worry about Dallas in the playoffs when they go against very good teams, not when they go against teams like this. All due respect to Green Bay, hell of a season. I I would lay it with Dallas. I totally agree with you, and for every single reason you just laid out, Cowboys minus seven. Steelers at Bills. Bills, 10-point favorites at home. Listen, I I worry about the Bills a little bit if this is a tight game, but it doesn't worry me enough to not want to lay the 10 points here because Buffalo has played that well, 
Mason Rudolph has not turned it over for Pittsburgh, and they've run the ball a little bit better. But no T.J. Watt? Mm, dear God, that's that's a problem. See, here's the thing. When you give me a low total, and the total for this game is like 35, yeah. and then you give me a dog that's getting 10 points, I say to myself, man, I got an awful lot of points in my pocket in a game that the bookmakers are telling me is going to be low scoring. Like, how much do we need from Pittsburgh in order to cover this? I lean the Pittsburgh here. I'll leave the final decision to you. No, I'll go with Pittsburgh, too. I'll take the points because I, I do think run the ball. It is, it is a dicey situation. It is dicey if this game is tight. I don't trust the Bills. Rams at Lions. Lions three-point favorites over the Rams. I'm on the Rams here, Joe. You? Complete agreement. Complete agreement. Rams coming in rested. Lions spent way too much gas in the last three weeks in three games where they were is meaningless in week 18. Not sure what Campbell was doing. I like the Rams. Okay, so here is the rundown once again. Texans plus two and a half. We are going Chiefs minus four and a half. Cowboys minus seven. Steelers plus 10, Rams plus 3. Okay. Those are your selections. We will get to Monday night on Monday night. 5 and 0. Oh. Sounds like, like 5 and 0. Oh. That's you know what? That is what that sounded like to me. It sounded like a, a nice crisp 5 and 0. Oh. It doesn't sound like it, Joe. It is 5 and 0. Oh. I mean, <laughs> just I mean, are we not following history? That's all I'm saying. Thanks for listening to the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin versus Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin versus Joe podcast.